0: I am here because they can afford me. Can you afford me? Kia ora e te whānau. Ko Gabi Mafi toku ingoa. From wherever you are, from the flat whites to the white flats, or rather up and in and under them, from wherever you are, we're right here now together. And that's pretty nice. This is a podcast about K-Road. K-Road for us was where my mum would meet and everybody knew if you were in K-Road, you were bound to meet somebody, Hey. Eh? In 2015, Julie Hill wrote an incredibly comprehensive essay on K-Road and its 180 years of antics. She called the essay The Dark Side of the Rōri. Rōri meaning road in Māori. And it also means giddy, distorted, someone affected by a poisonous substance. Well, I just spend as much as I could darling, it cost me hundreds of thousands of pounds. Oh well in that case it's fabulous. Yeah. And Hill's work was republished in early 2016, also the year, Pākehā property developer Paul Reed bought St Kevin's Arcade for $10 million. I want to buy this beach and the surrounding land. Property prices twist this ridge to Victorian high T's and dotted I's. Chin chin. 2016 was two years after council released their 30-year plan for K Road. A plan that promises a karanga hape of greater security, greater safety, greater access, greater commerce, greater art. It is a plan that we are seven years into, and we can see it now. Investors have switched on pretty quick. Rents have been raised, sometimes doubled, bus stops put in, narrow cycleways cut through, new apartment buildings and offices spat up, and most importantly, the billion dollar train station that has begun construction where iconic Food court Mercury Plaza used to leak and rust. There will be over one million new Aucklanders in the next 30 years. Auckland, has a plan. No major heritage work has been done on Karangahape since council released its plan. The majority of buildings are still classed as historic category B and zoned in the central business district, the same zone that Queen Street is. In theory, this could see property owners sit on the land that they legally own without renovating the cracking heritage and if the building is bold because it is an earthquake risk, the area is zoned to mean that you could build up to ten stories high. Well, I mean, you couldn't. <laughs> and I'm sure I can't. The other day I mixed instant coffee into my rolled oats, the cheap thrills. <laughs> but I digress. Should we care? about Victorian buildings. Why should we care? Should we protect K Road? And what is it that we're actually protecting? And are we being overly nostalgic, and am I? I mean, I came to K Road in 2016. I'm a baby. I have no claim other than being an observant citizen that's kind of from around here, I guess. But I suppose we should care about who has rented these K Road skins before and how they have been scattered and how these buildings of rented skins will be worn next. Maybe a karanga hape 40 years from now will be a wash of apartment, Tetris, concrete and glass. It happened to Queen Street in the 70s where every old handmade brick Got demolished for office and car park scars? And isn't Queen Street a fucking peach today? <laughs> so I have rebranded Hill's essay. And instead of the dark side of the Rory, mine's called the fuck side of the Insta story. Story, a subjective word, a commercial dialect of Victorian high T's and dotted I's. Story stands for <clears throat> hey. Look at me. I'm pretty, right? Look, look. I am here because they can afford me. Can you afford me? More on this after an ad break. Hi, I'm Tina the motivational podcast she listens to when she goes for her reinvention runs. She read in Metro Magazine that Ponsonby Central listened to motivational podcasts when they went on their reinvention runs and now they're worth multi, multi millions of revenue. And also the running gets you puffing and that puffing gets information to your brain faster and you're exercising, so that means your two most girl boss organs, your brain and your web, are getting more tighter and more girl boss together at the same time. It's just that simple. I, Tina, tell your brain and your web just how much they are worth and how much they could be worth. I am in your ears, yoo hoo. My audio bosoms press you closer to me, and we run. Together, learning, disassociated from the awkward Auckland sidewalk trickling down Karangahape Road, we run, stopping briefly at Bestie for a flatty or a booch. Thanks, you're back with Gabby on the podcast. I was walking down Karangahape from studio, up through the stairwell of St. Kevin's, Pluto board floor with my headphones in and eyes to the scene of the crime. As my playlist and I passed, the neon lowbrows and fusion garnishes and starched flowers, the local and relevant lyric happens to play in my ear. We cage with toothpicks getting their pools fixed, but we don't care about them fools cause them fools rich. Shiraz and LSJ, a.k.a. Our Towns, do yourself a favour. Poignantly relevant, because karanga hape is at a threshold with a bridge as thin as a tooth splinter. And I, Gabby Maffey, the nostalgic I, the hero's journey trained I, I am in denial. I am in denial that karanga hape is dead. And it is. I am in denial because it lives on as a fridge magnet, and my presence helps fuel that, like a tourist under Eiffel Tower complaining that there are too many people in the queue. (laughs) Tonight, I am walking to Poetry Night at Thirsty Dog. Ah, Thirsty Dog, the last remaining pirate ship. Did you know that the first pub in Settler Queen Street, 1845, was apparently a damaged wooden boat that was dragged to shore. The immigrants cut a hole in the side for the door and barrels were rolled in with ale. Early settler Queen Street has been described in primary recounts as a muddy, sleazy pirate town. And at Thirsty Dog, the hole in the side of the hull is instead these giant bifold windows that look out to K Road and Howe Street. They share a wall with Kaluzi drag, cabaret. Keita and Anita, mistress meets Tron, iconic warlords over this ridged and ribbed carcass. Hi, I'm Tina. Medallions of the raw bridal heads and desperate Christmas tinsel, the office party polyester of the paying voyeur, and it is delightful, the black, pink, Glitter drastically complements the pirate stained wood of the thirsty ship next door. Mm, no one minds a, a wooden, wooden leg, leg, sweetie. It's hard to imagine Keita and Anita to talk about their neighbour. Okay, the crickets aren't even laughing. A folk singer on stage, a view to the outlet road, a metallic robo-goddess shooting her space gun titties into oncoming traffic. Pio, 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 This just in. Robo-cunt has lit up the night. Oh, fuck yeah. This bit of karanga used to be called the dark end of the road because there were no streetlights. And avert your eyes type of shit went on here because sex workers were in the shadows and monsters took advantage. Let me say that again for the kids at the back because heartbeats were in the shadows and monsters take advantage. And now there are better lights and road cones thanks to council. And step five of the 30-year plan is to, quote, create a safe and enjoyable environment to live, work and play in. Safe for who, uh, council doesn't actually quite specify, but, but moving on. Directly opposite Thirsty's corner is a laundromat that in 2019 was a promotional thing for the All Blacks where you could get your white clothes dyed a gimmick black. And would you believe from Peaches and Cream down to the cake here, this entire block of shops in the 19th century was owned by an Anglican minister and doctor. Hmm. Yeah, before bondage, a vendor of Bibles. Uh. <laughs> but currently, there's Green Party Chloe Shawbrick's face stuck over the whole window. I can see it across from Thirsty's mic. Eh, uh. preachers in green. Eh, uh. <laughs> please be bohemian. Green, sick all over my Shrawbrick vote slip. Uh. <sighs> liberally. Yeah. Do you know that um, I, uh, Gabby Maffey am actually um, so progressive that I eat the left arm of the tiny teddy first? Liberally... Anyway, right next to Chloe, where Dick Smith used to be, is a grand new apartment building that is almost completed. Um, You'd know it if you saw it, it's on the Ponserby side of the bridge and it is called The Lighthouse. The name Lighthouse for an apartment placed in a historically poorly lit, unspoken soliciting area feels ironic and maybe intentional. Lighthouse. Feeling less like a warming oil lamp kind of nightlight or a job creating light or a hydroponic light. Mm, 50.7%. No, the Lighthouse apartment feels more like a floodlight. The building's advertising rallies its future occupants to join the renaissance. I'm serious, that's literally a quote from the apartment's website. Join the renaissance. Translated in English as rebirth. Renaissance was an overbearing period of Eurocentric invasion between approximately 1300 to 1600 or 1300 to 2021, depending on your honesty. It is where a universal language of ornate architecture was stiffly whisked. Pretty hand. buildings, becoming like what you would expect to see on a wedding cake. Victorian high teas and dotted eyes, the visual language of Auckland's Victorian style was straight followed like a recipe. A Buckingham Palace aesthetic meets Kmart quality, it made. New Zealand feel that little bit closer to seeming relevant at all to Britain when we ultimately were not. So tragic. More on this, but first, another word from our sponsor. Be with you after the break. Hi, I'm Tina, your motivational podcast. You are a unique person who also operates in an interconnected, connected, welcoming community of other individual individuals. Yes, queen. Let's find your inner icon, okay? Your self-care model wants you to imagine yourself as a heritage building on Karangahape Road. You got this, girlfriend, let's reinvent. As we will unpack in our next episode, If McDonald's can be about rugby and rugby can be about undies and undies can be about ice cream calendars and diet teas, then you, queen, you can call your personality a colonial building Victorian icon status, Okay, Let's unpack that. A Karangahape building has both private and public functions. Your door, bitch. Your stairs. Who do you let into the different parts of you, sis? I'm talking emotionally. In a Karangahape shop, generally speaking, the public consumer can walk in at ground level. The business owner uses out the back. Ow! And the above area services, private apartments, and higher status, aka the whole street sees this. Audio format, honey, I'm talking your body, oddy, oddy. And the people who invest in you have the permission to come a few layers inside to get to know who you are. The most private layers of yourself. Who do you shelter? Hmm? Who tends to your needs? Who will paint your walls, clean your windows? Who gets to live inside of you? My advice to you, sis, is follow the money, girl. You don't just want anyone moving in upstairs, do you? No, location, location, location. No, your portfolio, bitch. You are an asset, okay? You are so close to Queen Street and your sis Ponsonby, that is a big deal. Remember, a true heritage building builds themselves to last. Who are you associating with? Stay maintained, bitch. Get in for that renovation. Put in for that replaster. That Dulux whalebone shade girl, and get that rent paid. Then, unless they get all legal on your paperwork, you're going to get half of whatever that sucker earns, sometimes more, and you will be protected. Nobody's going to knock over an 180-year-old legacy. Mummy, your ceiling's just got to monument level, okay? Honey, they will be writing plaques about you, okay? Keep yourself basic and let that brand manager fill in the rest. Look at 246 K Road, okay? She's smart, She reinvents. She's a doll hospital. She's a laundromat. She's a 2020 Green Party office. She's a cocktail bar, bitch. Look at yourself. Yes, remaining relevant. She looks almost the same as that nice new apartment building that's opened up just next door. The lighthouse, yes. All glazed iron and smexy marble fixings. Yes, she's stunning, sure, but she's boring. You got what she does not have yet, sweets. You got character, and that's really on trend right now. Remember, rented buildings assume many roles, and you don't gotta be rich on the inside. Heck, girl, we all know your insides are totally cracked, black mold, gutted, carotid, and I love you for it, you leaky bitch. You just gotta keep your outside skin relevant. happy buildings are fantasies, Replicated, they're not in Victorian Britain, they have never been in Victoria Britain, regal. Copy what you see on your socials, hmm? Remember, this is Tina Talking, and bitch, you better work and subscribe. And we're back. When a building gets old and unwanted, who wants to wear her then? As much as, as I could, darling, it cost me hundreds of thousands of pounds. Oh well in that case it's fabulous. Yeah. And since then these Victorian fantasies have been occupied and reoccupied and reoccupied and then dressed and then redressed and then redressed. And how do you wear her? How does this antique dress get sauntered in? That is the difference between believing that colonial identity is still relevant. She's a fusion nook restaurant. She's a phone zone. She's a yes, Brumbrum, She's a bridal gowns shop. Or do you wear her as a parody, a gag, a, a ball gag? poking fun at a dated narrative, dressing up in a tired colonial gown, dripping in cock ring earrings and spilt boil up down the side of her seam. She's a punk gig. She's a vogue house. She's a community space for the heartbeats who art up the restrictive frameworks that margin the corners of stagnant air. Yeah, how do you wear her?